Hello and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast for our dedicated Junior Championship podcast today. We'll be looking back at the Junior Championship quarterfinals that took place over the weekend. Joining us will be Barra O'Murray and Paddy Savage and we'll look back on all the action in the Junior Championship. We recorded this podcast on Saturday evening just after the Derry News game. So as you come to know, we didn't know the results of the Blake and Darcy game and we also didn't know the semi-final draw uh, when we were recording this. Um, so just to let you know that, but we still cover a lot of action and still half an hour's worth of championship talk. So thanks for listening to us and I hope you enjoy the show. Back to the Sideline Night podcast. Um, today we're joined by Barra and Paddy, who you would know of um, Armagh TV. And Paddy's obviously our regular in with us. And we're here to dis- discuss the Junior Championship, the quarterfinals that took place over the weekend. Um, so, lads, a good weekend of action and plenty to talk about this week. Well, yeah, certainly two games last night and both uh, give their viewers... Uh, value for money with extra time in both and penalties in the Newtown game so everything sort of going along form lines I would have thought in, in it I know with the sideline I maybe uh, predicted Crenshaw uh, last weekend but we're not going to that uh, plenty of excitement some uh, positive points and some good points some refereeing decisions that maybe went against teams and that but uh, you know as you, as, as you have it you've got four kills and Michaels and Derry Noose with, with three of the quarterfinal berths with Balik and Dorsey should be a, a real tight tussle tomorrow. And Polly, obviously we're just after watching Derry Noose and Cross McGlain there. Um, Derry Noose very convincing to get through to the semi-final. Um, to get through and, and they were obviously the better team throughout but one person stood out and it was Conor McNally. It was the Conor McNally show the day, Polly. It was brilliant. He was absolutely fantastic. I mean, he had a great um, season uh, last year. Uh, Last year, um, very, very deserving winner of a um, club all-star um, at Conrad Corner Fort, and he just uh, kept that form from last year uh, going um, this afternoon. Um, he was just he was just too much for Cross to handle, really, over the course, over the course of the game. And to be honest, Sean, um, I was really, really impressed by Derry News um, because... You know, it's difficult when a team loses the championship final. Um, maybe sometimes to get, you know, you've got so far and it's hard to uh, motivate yourself to go again the next year because uh, you have that disappointment and sometimes you'll recriminate and think, you know, what went wrong? But Derry News gave the uh, impre- uh, you know, impression today, uh, the appearance of a team that had put it behind them, had reacted in the right way and would certainly go on to be a really, really significant force in the junior championship because there was definitely... Um, you know, the definitely been talk all you know all all year that um, cross seconds were 
uh, you know, going to be a really considerable outfit um, this year. So for Derry News to dismiss them as comfortably as they did uh, gives them a, um, a real boost. And just on that, Paddy, I think at the start of the league we were talking about this cross Lane team that was going to be lined with All-Ireland winners. Um, we thought Rico Kelly and Johnny Honradi at that stage were going to be playing. Obviously, they've played no part this year. And even the likes of Francis Honradi there and uh, Stephen Finnegan didn't play today. So Paul McGeown was the only one um, of the rumoured star-studded lineup that actually played. So Cross maybe weren't as strong as we first predicted at the start of the league, but they still had some handy players. Callum Cairn in there was their main man last week against the Hanlons and um, again the day he was the main man um, when they were attacking but Darren was all over the field just the better team and obviously as we say McNally was the, was the difference between the teams he was involved in most of the um, most of the attacks and most of the, st- the scores um, I suppose on league form you knew Darren was coming into this were in great form they'd won four out of four in the league and Barra just on that league form um, Newtown maybe threw a spawner in the work last night so maybe league form doesn't always count but um, Darren is certainly, they've won, played five this year, won five. They're definitely in with a, a big shout for this championship. Aye, and you know, as Paddy alluded to, they were in with a big shout to the, of the championship last last year as well. And they were probably in with a big shout the year before. And, you know, you got to look and you got to think, a, t- a, a club has got to take the chance before th- those players all get get past their best. You know, that you can think of numerous examples of clubs around RMI, even that have gone to the well and just haven't been able to get over the, 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 the finish line. So a bit with like Dionys, if Dionys weren't to win it this year, you know, if there were to be some sort of a shock or if, I don't know, if Balik were to overcome Dorsey tomorrow, Balik's, a, Balik's a, not a bad uh, junior side either. And, you know, I, 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 would, I would begin to worry for them. Pointedly, they played the whole game today with a sweeper. Now, they ended up winning the game comfortably. They ended up... Uh, winning the game by 17 points but even at that in the last 10 minutes they played with a sweeper which would sort of indicate to everyone what they're trying to do and they're they're trying to protect the Tom, uh, Tom Donnelly Tom Lennon in full back wearing number 9 and they played Paddy Quinn in front of him and Paddy Quinn was the rock in which loads of attacks broke um, today and I suppose whoever gets him in the semi-final will want to manoeuvre around Paddy Kelly and get quick ball in because when Cross McGlenn sort of figured out how to get it in with James Taylor and Callum Cairns moving inside, they did knock on a few scores towards the end of the game. So whoever Derry News get in the semi-final, you know, they need to be very conscious of the way that they're going to set up and they need to stop, they need to stop, which is easier said than done at junior football. They need to stop Conor McNally in particular. But as well as him, Davy McCree, sure, hasn't been mentioned yet. Davy put in a real solid shift today as well scored a, a, a goal and a point and he was to the fore of a lot of what was going on and Sean Lennon as well a big useful man in, in the forward line as well so you know it's you shut one down and probably another door opens with Darius they've got huge physicality and huge fitness levels probably emanating from their their, their hurling and, and football codes but yeah they've been very very impressive today 
I suppose on Davy McCreese, he just offers another option up there, doesn't he? It's not like I know Connor McNally's the main man, he does all the scoring, but if he is tied up or if he's double marked or something, you know, you do have the likes of Davy McCreese to step up there. And just on the sweeper, um, you said that Cross tagged on a few points. Do you think was that maybe Darius taking the foot off the gas a wee bit? Well, I, I'm, I'm maybe being kind to Cross seconds by saying that they figured it out. Maybe maybe everyone was just tired at that stage or they stopped trying as hard as they had done of that. But I'd say if Gareth O'Neill was going back and he was going to play this game again, you would have thought of how can we play it over the sweeper or play it around the sweeper or work it. Because Cross Seconds tried to run it through the sweeper in the first half today and they just weren't physically... Uh, up to up to the, the the task because Paddy Kelly is a very aggressive player, uh, all within well within the the rules and that. But he broke up attack after attack after attack, and he was really the fulcrum to uh, Derry News being able to get into such an early lead. And there was a period in the first half, Paddy. Um, I think it was the first first fifteen or sixteen minutes that Derry News had a hundred percent turnover rate. Um, Cross McGlenn had possession of the ball 10 times and 10 times they were turned over and Darius hit 1-2. Is that work rate? Was that Cross McGlenn being sloppy or was it Darius playing to their plan and being really aggressive and working hard to get the turnovers? Yeah, I think Darius really, really well organised team. Um, what was happening an awful lot in the game was that um, you know, the cross defence was doing okay actually um, because they were under massive pressure. And I think we made the point bar in the commentary that with a few minutes to go in the uh, first half, Jarius has scored two threes. They only actually got five scores. And to be honest, with the pressure the cross defence were under, to keep Jarius to five scores was an effort, was a big effort. But every time Cross got the ball back, I wanted in defence. Um, they would work it up so far, and then Jarius would hit them in and around the middle, um, and would uh, you know, would force the turnover. Um, and then I suppose the other thing that's important to remember when we're talking about the sweeper is that for the majority of that game, uh, Gary Nice had the luxury of an extra man, so they were able to just say to um, you know, when they pulled Tamlin and uh, sorry, Kelly, yeah, Kelly there, uh, Paddy Kelly, Tam, Tamlin was pulled back. When they pulled Paddy Kelly back there to sit, to sit in front of the um, uh, to sit in front of the. Uh, Full back line, you know, they weren't having to sacrifice anything. Uh, you know, that didn't give cross it because he was he was the extra man and used it really, really effectively. Um so it was a really good example of uh you know, interesting tactical battle that Barry Leach got the best of. Um, you know, but, but, but that that's you know, that that red card was a huge point was a huge turning point in the game, um, because it sort of sucked the life out across the Glen a wee bit. Um you know, whether I'd like to see it again, um, you know, two yellows, the totality of all that he did, um, it's probably a wee bit, uh, might have been a wee bit harsh uh, to lose a player like that. Um, but, you know, when you're, you know, when you're on a yellow, um, it was a very basic thing. Uh, when you're on a yellow, you have to be really, really careful, um, Sean, and I suppose maybe Declan Stoller wasn't. Um, but uh, and you know, cross paid the price, albeit that the decision might have been uh, a wee bit harsh. And Polly, there was a, another incident, and I know we spoke about Kian McConville last week and his beautiful flick up, um, for scoring that done the rounds on Twitter as well. Colin McNally done something similar the day in the first half, and um, I think it was when he was setting up his goal. It's great to see skill like that. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, um. I know that Kieran McConville flick got a wee bit of uh, attention on social media during the week, and rightfully so, because it was uh, it was a brilliant piece of skill. Conor McNally did something really, really similar, and then really unselfishly just um, 
uh, fisted them all across, uh, perfectly judged those palm into the net. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great to see that. And, you know, I think it's also um, it's really important for people to know that, that you know, those things are happening at, at, at junior football level. You know, there's a lot of very skillful players. Okay, to a certain extent, the pace of the game is generally a wee bit slower. Is that, you know, is that sort of half yard slower than at, than at senior level? And you expect that. But the ability of some of the players is, is fantastic. And certainly Conor McNally looks like the, the type of player that would be an asset to you know, any club in Armagh, if not actually the, the county senior team as well. And when we're talking about them, quality players, obviously we'll move on to the Fork Hill or game. And you have to look to the likes of Sheridan and Jamar Hall that play for Fork Hill. And we discussed them in the preview. Um, Jamar, I think he had, had eight points last night, but it was a referee indecision that maybe turned that game on its head. Um, the sides were leveled, 12 points apiece in extra time. And the referee gave an old man a black yard, which was very harsh from where I was sitting. Um, I didn't think it was much of a black yard. But uh, Barry, you're talking about these quality players playing at the junior level. Like you don't get much better than the likes of Stephen Sheridan and Jamar Hall. No, and that's that's the thing. You know, like I'm as well as doing this here. I'm the chairman of Michael. So you're trying to prepare for a championship season. You're trying to get all your ducks in a row, really, and hope that the gods fall favorably on you and everything goes well and that. But you know, you're looking down the road at, at other clubs and how they're setting up, and you know, you look at Fork Hill. And Fork Hill have the three the three thirds of the field covered really. If they, if they've got Paddy Burns fit and he plays, let's say he played three or six, and you've got Stephen Sheridan at eight or nine, and you've got Jamar Hall at eleven or fourteen. Well, you know, there's there's other great players. Cormac Toner's a great uh, player for Fork Hill has been down through the years. There's uh, Owen Donaghy's a good. Uh, a good half back for them with that there Barry Shannon of course uh, a great servant and that there so you know when you factor all those players around them why would Forkhill not be the favourites to win the junior championship but it's because Paddy Burns is usually injured uh, Forkhill can't get the best of Paddy Burns uh, Stephen Sheridan in years in other years Stephen Sheridan maybe has more than one eye on the county setup and is trying his damnedest to, to get a, to get a starting berth with Armagh and whatever happens with, with Forkill. Now, it's probably different this year because it's a fast turnover between games now. So hopefully you see the best of Stephen Sheridan and Forkill colours in the, in the semi-final unless they play in Newtown when I hope we don't see the best of <laughs> them. But Jamar Hall... We remember uh, Jamar Hall in the championship last year as well when he almost single-handedly kept Forkhill in the championship. You know, it's it's not unusual for Jamar to score seven or eight points in a game. And that's a fantastic uh, return. And it's all you could ask for him. He's, he certainly, every time he puts on a Forkhill jersey, he gives 100%. So, listen, it, 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 it's... It's Fork, Fork, Fork Hill will say when they get to the final, they'll not be too worried about playing anybody. Like Newtown will probably be... I'm not going to say who we would be hoping to get, but you yeah, know, four killer dairy news. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we played Balik in the first uh, game of the league as well, and down in Balik, and we found it found it going very tough. Dor- uh, Dorsey have uh, a few new recruits in. They've got a few Silver Bridge heads in, and and an old mate of mine from Alec Moore. Uh, John McCormick John is McCormick. <laughs> James McCormick I know Colly Hanna great John McCormick former uh, Armagh minor captain really that's right uh, but uh, he's, he was telling me I met him on the road the other day he's living over beside me and he, he I think he told me he scored six points 
um, in the last championship uh, match and he found the step down from he had played obviously with Anik Moore down into the junior he says he found it well doable you know he says he was panicking going into thinking am I fit enough I'm going in with a bunch of different boys he says I was swinging over points and it was really enjoyable so he'll, he might find me going a wee bit tougher again but like tomorrow and then the likes of that potty we were talking um, in the preview I think you made the point that this is the first time probably ever that Fork Hill have actually got a whole build up to their championship with the availability of the county men now Potty Burns when he was injured and I think um, I heard he didn't play on Friday night because he was a best man at a wedding so you'd imagine he'll be available for selection in the semi-final but is that that's obviously a big advantage to Fork Hill having these county men for whatever it is the last two months leading into the championship Oh yeah, because you know, no matter you know, so three really good and talented players, you need to you need, need to be involved with the team. You know, it's you know, you need to be getting them for uh you know, session upon session upon session, uh, rather than sort of, you know, one team sort of playing during the league and then suddenly jumps and comes out, county more guys are available when you have to fire them in uh, to maybe, you know, important important games. Um so yeah, look, I mean anything with Jamar Hall at junior level is gonna be a real contender because he's an example for uh, one of the favourite players in in our modern watch. Um you know any any level of football. Um and yeah, I think that's a massive advantage for them. I think getting that win over um Errol last night uh, will get will, will, will give them massive amounts of confidence. Um and you know, I think they'll probably now uh, you probably make them favourites uh, for the junior championship, maybe just a wee small bit ahead of Darren News. But in saying that was the Darren News who beat Fork Hill um in the semi final last year and very much deserved it. Um so look yeah, there's a there's a very exciting uh, junior championship, you know, to be played uh, yet and but that game tomorrow, um, I suppose people are listening to they'll, they'll probably know how uh, how that one went, but that's going to be a really, really interesting tussle. Um, and you know, the semi final draw, no matter whether it's Blake or Hoshi, uh, well, you know, it, it, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think we've maybe built Fork Hill up a wee bit here, but <laughs> we'll talk about our Oog there, obviously, out of the championship now. I watched them last weekend in the first round against um, Le Summon, and I have to admit, was very disappointed with them um, for a team that had went four games. Winning four games in the league, coming into the first round, heavy favourites after coming down from the Intermediate Championship last year. A very underwhelming performance, and as I said in our preview show last week, they only scored once in the second half, I think it was in the 33rd minute. Obviously, it was enough to see them through, but they obviously raised their game really well on Friday night to get up to Fork Hill's level and to get into extra time. And just a referee's decision that I would need to see it again, but from my view, it was a harsh black yard. Um, as I said, there were 12 each at that stage, and Forkill kicked on then in that 10 minute spell and kicked five points. So, Barrow would maybe feel a bit upset about that referee, maybe. Yeah, and you know, sometimes we see it on Armagh TV as well. Sometimes there's curious referee decisions there. You know, who would be a referee really? Because it, it's it's such a personal call and it's how you see it at, at one particular time. And it's easy for us so, so maybe in the stands having a, having a good view on it where we can we can see something blatant and and the referee won't see it. Or the referee or linesman will see something that we didn't think happened. You know, and that's that's what the GA is. And you know, if if, if it was any other way you know, it, it, it just, it, it sure wouldn't have been the talking point that it is, but 
yeah, I, I sort of feel for, for our Oog, um, and, and it's, it's just we discipline things like that there that, that are, that are crucial in knockout championship because it's just as a seesaw and things can be going well for you. And just one referee decision or a call by a linesman, as was the case last night in, in the Newtown and Crenshaw game, where two players were sent from the field on the instruction of the linesman. So, you know, it, it, it just, weeks and weeks of training that there can maybe just be disappointed if, that, if that's a decisive factor I suppose we'll move on to that Newtown game Barra and just on that I mean Lane's been I may feel it would be unless there's a punch through or there's an actual fight a Lane's man intervenes but for stuff you know boys hustling off the ball or something I mean leave that up there for you that happens that happens every week in a league game and nobody sent off because there's no neutral linesman. I mean, there's. I think both red cards came from the linesman call on Friday night. Yeah, and that's 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 exactly. I know I was at the game obviously, and you know it, it was it was a typical junior championship match where it was uh, both teams, all thirty players going for everything, and uh, everyone putting their body on the line as the manager had instructed them to. Newtown had got themselves into a, a lead throughout it. And at half time, the young fellow Ashin Mullen had been on a yellow card for for very little, maybe a pull back or something in, in in the first half, and was told by the lines by the manager in the line, don't get involved, don't do anything to put yourself in the line. And he found himself running down the sideline trying to get after a ball, being shouldered out over the line three or four times, and he he said he threw the arm back and maybe caught. The opposition on uh, on the stomach where we were going, I uh, I push him out of your road, you know, don't let him push you off the field. Linesman indicated across and our man got the got the red card. Uh, we need to we need to wait in the referee's report because we were hoping it would be two yellows. We were hoping it'd be a yellow followed by a red. But he just pulled out a, a red. So let's see what happened. And then of course he intervened again to get a. Uh, to get a Crunchyroll player sent off for, again, there wasn't a dirty tackle in the game. And this is where uh, supporters and players and management never gets frustrated because you can understand if a team's being overly aggressive or a team are going out and you, you know that it's a, a, a downright nasty sort of a setup that they have or they're going after a player or something. Well, then, yeah, you can you can see that somebody was sent off. But if you're watching a match which is played in a, good, in a reasonably good spirit and everybody trying their best and... and you know, not even the referee. And Oshin McKee, referee last night, thought he handled the game pretty well. And, you know, it was, it was the lanes, I'll say lanes people because one of them was a female. So, uh, it was the lanes persons who, you know, they could have been, the referee could have been called over 10 times during the game last night. And it really, to get in a junior football match, Paddy alluded to it, it's played at a slightly slower pace. It's a bit bitty and sturdy and that. And, you know, the, the passes aren't as accurate as they could be. The handling's not as crisp. So you want the game to flow reasonably well. The game was punctuated with uh, conversations between the linesman and the referee, which slowed it down, made a, made a, made a wee bit of an issue. But look, at, it, was, it certainly got very exciting um, when it got to extra time last night, Crenshaw would kick themselves that they didn't win it in normal time. They, let, they, they, they were losing from the first minute to the 59th minute and they went up the field and a really slick move and a shot from well outside the 14 found the top corner. A goalkeeper, Newtown goalkeeper didn't move 
and it was delirium for Crenshaw and Crenshaw hadn't settled and this is a lesson for everyone who, who has ever played football when you score a goal I remember a coach once telling me when you score a goal go down injured go down and get medical attention or something because you're, you're most vulnerable after a goal and so be it with Crenshaw last night they scored the goal in the thought they were in the semi-final draw the ball was kicked out um, manoeuvred up the field into the 21 and Kevin Murray who's played for Newtown for 15 years had come on as a late sub and come round on a loop and kicked it over his shoulder to get the equaliser next to time Newtown hit the net through a Benny Davison free that dropped short and into the net and Crenshaw going straight down the field and scored another goal and that was the only two scores of extra time sort of knew from well before the final whistle that this is probably going to go to penalties because nobody had the legs to get up the field anymore everyone was punch drunk at that at that stage and when it went to penalties there was the additional drama of the lights going out and Mickey Savage the county chairman was down from us and I was busy telling everyone no the game has to be played the night the game has and Mickey was on his way out to tell the referee if the lights don't come back on in, in a minute this game's off we're going to have to replay it and you know I was saying thankfully the lights did come back on the penalties were, were taken Jared uh, Waters, I suppose, was the, the Newtown goalie, was the toast of everybody in Newtown last night. He took the first penalty, uh, slotted at home. They scored the first, and then he saved the second. And that was the decisive. Really, if you, if you get a save in a penalty shootout, and what we're seeing, one miss is normally it, because you're that close to the goal in, 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 in a Gaelic penalty that if you hit it accurately, if you hit it crisply and, and it's on target, you're probably going to score and uh, so it was a great save by Jared uh, Waters and Newtown went on to prevail scored all five penalties and it was good it was, it was the first uh, first time Newtown had a championship win we were reckoning last night since 2014 so for a club like Newtown that's down in the doldrums at the minute at, at the nether regions of the junior championship for the last couple of years um, you know it's, it's, it's a welcome uh, it's a welcome victory and we we were lucky to get a, a, a buy into the quarterfinal. Delighted to be in the draw for the semi-final. And look at Newtown's a team with a rich uh, pedigree of, of championship as well. And I know in my playing career, we won the intermediate in 99 and 09. Um, you know, we could always sort of muster up something for a, for a championship match. And although most of them players aren't playing anymore, we would like to hope that that's been passed on to the next generation of players that you've got a bit of fire in the belly going in the championship match and you're saying, look, go out and get stuck in and see where it takes us and get the scores, keep it tight at the back and uh, support each other. And so look, at that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about, Bar, getting your name in the hat for the semi-final. And Paddy, we touched on that this Newtown-Crenshaw game was so huge because one of these teams was going to get into the semi-final and Newtown have obviously got through. Um, what, Bar, what, is it, what does it mean to get into that semi-final for the likes of Newtown? It's massive because look, you look at you look at something very basic, as I said, and the chairman of the club. So you look at who's going to manage your, your team at the start of the year. We took a guy in from the outside this year. We advertised it. We interviewed two or three people for it. And what we wanted someone to say to us was, look, I'll try and take you on a run in the championship because we had no idea at that time that the round robin wasn't going to happen, that there was going to be no group stage. And in the last five or six years in the junior, uh, Newtown has been knocked out in the group stage. So we wanted to get through the group stage, get into the quarterfinal. That would have been a, 
that would have been a, a step forward for us. And our manager, Carl Malona, when he came into the interview, he says, look, I want to take a new town up, meaning out of the bottom half of junior, because the, the junior was splitting into A and B, and Newtown had found themselves in B. He says, I want to try and get Newtown into junior A, and I want to get you into the knockout football of the, which is all we wanted here. So last night there was, after we got to the semi-final, there was a bit of joy and relief and everything. And because some of the young lads that had come through and, you might know as a Bally McNabb uh, man, some of the young lads that would have played with the Bally McNabb boys when they were the Brian Baroos, so the like of Aidan Davison and Connor Davison and James McVary, Sean McVary, Emma O'Malley, uh, Pierce Woods, Mel McGarvey. They've been super lads underage with whatever amalgamation they've been in. They've played uh, colleges football, they've played school, school football and that with, with their respective teams and it's just relief last night, uh, Sean, to be honest with you, that these guys sort of came good last night. And let's see, let's see where the semi-final, what the semi-final draw uh, brings us. What's a point I was actually going to make to you, Barra? Um, looking at the team, I would only sort of know them younger boys. And I know the likes of Sean McVary and James McVary have represented Armagh at minor right. level. Sean was actually the minor captain last he, year. Aidan Davidson as well, the year before, had had had, had uh, featured on the county minors, yeah. And I know they're young, obviously, coming into um, a senior team. But that bit of, bit of class or bit of talent is obviously helping you. And then you have the likes of Benny Davidson there. I think he scored 1-5 last night, was it? He scored 1-5. And I saw you interviewed him after the game. Like, it's a real uh, fairy tale story for Benny because, you know, Benny played on that same team that I played on, the 1-2 Intermediate Championship. So we, we played most of our, we did 12 of our senior career in the Senior Championship in a cross McGlenn dominated Senior Championship. But that was the level of football that we were used to playing. And Benny now finds himself playing his trade in the Junior Championship along with his son. So Aidan Davison's his son. Sometimes they play as a two-man full forward line. Aidan last night was at midfield but you know it's it's you you hit the nail on the head when you said about these young lads that are bringing a freshness to Newtown and they're they're bringing a wee bit of sharp and they're bringing better ideas to the training sessions as well you know a wee bit of class the training sessions before them you were relying on Benny who at that stage was maybe 37 Benny's 40 coming 41 now uh, Neil O'Rourke Budgie O'Rourke Kevin Murray Christy Nugent uh, Kevin Carr, Ian Quinn, who's out injured at the minute, but they're all guys who have been there and won an intermediate championship, and they've they've toiled with Newtown for years and years. And, years. and do you know, as as a voluntary organisation, and that they're they're the people that we we tip our hats to because you know if everyone had to quit playing football when they were thirty five, you know Newtown would have really struggled to field a team there for a couple of years now. We've got, we've got to the stage now where over half our team are under 22. Now the, the other half are over 35, which is a <laughs> bit of a, a bit of a concern. But, you know, we've got, we've, we have two more lads or three lads coming, coming next year with Dennis Hollywood's young lad, Oshin Hollywood, who's been in and around the, the development squads the whole way up. And we've got another lad, Rory Foster, who the same has been, um, with, with some of the development squads and has, represented uh, the Abbey at McCrory level last year and will do so again this year hopefully so look at it, it's 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 exciting times and as chairman of the club you know we, it's clear to see the effort that's going into uh, the, the coaching at 
right down at under six level and trying to keep lads in at an under eight and under 10 and 12, 14, 16 and getting them up on that there, trying to get them on the development squads, trying to get them on the school teams. It's hopefully starting to pay dividends for Newtown, you know, because you know what Newtown is and it's, 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 it's atypical of other clubs in South Armagh, like Cullihanna, every child in Cullihanna plays Gaelic football. In Newtown, you've got you've got a nationalist and unionist mix in Newtown. So you've got 50% of, of the population who aren't going to play anyway. And then you've got a whole new dynamic of foreign nationals and new Irish who have moved to Newtown as well, who aren't playing football either. And we have approached them and tried to get them, as we have approached our unionist neighbours and tried to see what any of them be interested in playing. Because you know, the more the merrier in, in, a, in a rural Gaelic club, but sometimes you're fighting more than a battle, more of a battle than people know about to, to keep, to keep the GA alive in a, in a rural community. So when you ask what did it mean last night to overcome Crunch, you go, you know, they could slag and they could say, look, it's the junior championship. You got to buy in the first round. It means a lot. It means a lot to be in the hat for the draw tomorrow. It gives the boys something to focus on for training. It gives the like of Sean McVary and James McVary and Aidan Davis and that a game in the athletic grounds in the semi-final of a championship to see where it takes them. Like they can go out and they can try and showcase their talents and you know if 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 it, if it's enough to see them through a game, well that's brilliant. And if it's not enough to win through it, well they might raise an eyebrow or they might uh, you know they might impress somebody down the line to say, you know, the future is possibly bright in Newtown. Yeah and that's a point me and Paddy touched on in our preview. Like it's just about getting through to that semi-final and when you get there it's one-off you know you don't know what could happen anything could happen in that semi-final and I know there's obviously Downers and Farkill are the two runaway favourites at the minute and then maybe either Blake or Dorsey but if there's a, is there a team that you're looking at or is it just we're in the semi-final let's see what happens yeah no I, I wouldn't pay anyone the, any disrespect by, by singling anyone out and saying they're the team we want to play that day. I would I would take anybody at the minute. You're really you're in you're in dreamland in a in a semi final. There's nobody in junior football who's remarkably better than anybody else. If you were like we're all impressed with Darren Noose today, but if Darren Noose was any good, they wouldn't be in the junior championship. And that's my thing. And that's no disrespect to Darren Noose. And I'm sure the chairperson or the manager Darren Noose will say will agree with me and say we could be out of the junior championship if we were a wee bit better last year. So the point the point is when it gets to semi final you can't you don't know how nerves are going to impact upon anyone you don't know what the conditions are going to be like you don't know who's going to be refereeing it listen it's it's it'll be it'll be very exciting tomorrow and I'm sure all the all the fixtures will be up on the sideline a tomorrow night and we'll see what way it takes us. So as we sort of mentioned there, um, I get talking to Benny Davidson after the game, um, and about his him playing with the son and obviously getting through to the semi final. So we'll hear from Benny now and hear what he thought of their win over Crunch going Friday night. Uh, so I'm with Benny Davidson here, the Newtown captain. Um, Benny has got three on the penalty shootout there. What was that like to experience? That was a tough game. So it was uh, tit for tat the whole way. We took the lead four points, so we did, and we thought maybe the game in the bag. Crunch go fair play, them come back at us strong. We nipped the goal next to the time, they stood up the field, got one. And I suppose anybody going to penalties is it's harshly. I think the game was just 50 50 the whole way. A replay probably would have been right, but times it's in it. The trainer up the side, brave and sharp, Leela. And what was going through your head when it was level off the exit time? You knew it was going to penalties? I was lying on the side, my calf, two calves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, before, for a penalty, sorry, yeah? Yeah. I just... We had a good penalty takers. It's funny we practiced this week, so we're doing the penalties. Obviously, we are right out there. That's Carmen Gassi wanted to take a penalty and put 10 hands it up. So <laughs> we sort of picked five, so we did. And worked out well, hit the penalties well. Jardy saved one, so we did. So that was the difference. And you probably should have had it wrapped up in normal time. We probably should have, yes. We should have, but it's happened to us a few times when the lead slips so we are. And that's just happened to us. But we fought back, like fair play, we got a point just at the death there, so we did took us into extra time. So we've it's a small wee squad, but we fight hard, so we do. And you come in probably slight underdogs into this oh, game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, sure, every game is last while. It's a long time since we won a championship game. Knockout probably suits us, like back door, you're holding back a bit, maybe. But knockout, yeah, you give it all. Like. Boys were going off there himself, so I had to get carried off. <laughs> too many years, too many birthdays. <laughs> and obviously, you go through the semi final now, you get to three, see the three games that are remaining. Would that be a bit of an advantage to you, or are you just happy to be there? Uh, no, we're just we're happy to be there. We're just we working a few things like just didn't work out right tonight on us, but we were practicing and thinking. Maybe somebody's making their debut, you know, Sean McVeary and we Nathan Valley, two brilliant games there tonight. A couple of other ways, a young team apart from a couple of us, you know, and being with a few bit of nerves tonight, but sure, they could do it well. But he's a young fella, playing brilliant. So. If you can pull forward, were you there? You'd know fairly well your son, Aiden. Ah, yeah, we put Aiden was midfield today, so he was, but it seems me, he went off, he cramped as well. <laughs> <laughs> Must be in the jeans, <laughs> <in the> isn't <laughs> What's that like playing with your son? Like it's good, it's funny, he played a few balls into me, so he did, and just know, like, me and him talk about it, he works along with me in that there, and he says, right, find out there, I'm switching that ball in whatever it is sort of you just know like the ball's come in turn and hopefully pop it over the bar worked a few times tonight like. but it is, it's good to play with them like. that's great Benny thanks very much alright no bother so that's all we have time for today thanks again to Barra and Potty for joining us as well as Benny for doing an interview with us after his game on Friday night since recording the podcast Balik have made their way through to the junior championship semi-final after beating Dorsey in the quarter-final and they now meet Newtown in that semi-final as well as Fork Hill taking on Derry Noose them games will be played um, next weekend and we look forward to discussing them in our preview show coming up next week thanks again for listening and make sure to follow us on all our social media pages the sideline eye on facebook twitter and instagram thanks for listening and thanks to everybody that has helped out